So uh, I went to the health food shop in Brixton. I saw this woman there. She works in a health food shop. And I said to Arun, you remember I told you for so many times in Samin Satsang, the story about this little boy. The boy was about five years old. One time I was invited to a house and uh, for dinner. And uh, this woman, we were having dinner together. And I went to the bathroom and then I saw on the wall was written on a, on a blackboard these words and the word said mama how can i be sure i am not already in heaven and that all of this is just a dream so i went to her i said who wrote, where did you find these words and she says my little boy said this thing he's five years old and i wrote it down so, just just uh, before coming back here, I was in the shop with Arun, and I said, this is the mother of this boy. And we said hello to her. And I said to her, actually, I said, you remember, I remember this thing, the, the most vivid thing I remember about coming to your house was that message you had in your house. When your son, you know, he, he said these words to you. And she says, yes, yes, yes. He said, he's 16 years old now. And he said, it's not true. He never said these things. <laughs> <laughs> now he's 16 year old. you got ego now. <laughs> and these things you are embarrassed about. <laughs> and we're all so embarrassed. The whole world is so embarrassed <laughs> of that of that beauty, which is our own self. We try to replace this beauty with cleverness and, and knowledge, and street wiseness, and um, all kinds of things. Such beautiful things. Little boy say this thing. Mama, how can I be sure I'm not already in heaven? and that all of this is just a dream. Mujida's fear that it's like the dreams become so delightful. Yes. That we, ch that we choose to stay in it or something. This, fear, it come, out, this so. fear comes, you say, because the dream, sometimes the dream becomes so delightful that we want to perpetuate it. But even if the dream is ugly, we don't want it to finish. Mm. We just want it to change, but not to finish. <laughs> because you are totally addicted to the whole, to experiencing, basically. Sometimes you remember, you wake up naturally, you're having a dream, you wake up, 
And but you don't want to wake up because you're enjoying the dream so much, and you go straight back and try and pick up where you left off. Mm. And we can do it. Yeah. <laughs> For a time. For a time. <laughs> yes. I said once, no, that each day we are waking up from a dream. But to be truly awake, you must wake up from the waking state also. And it's only really by somehow the the most unsparing tool, beautiful tool, actually, is the, the inquiry as it's been shown. Because somehow the light and the courage is there to see all things, to feel uh, in this human body all the experiences and to feel even the most the deepest the most touching the most intimate of them and not to be ashamed of that because the nature of things is such that we are constantly parting from things and there is a pain because you feel real love and the love we feel for each other there's a reality in that it's not just you know, a throwaway, a castaway dream also. Mm. Love expresses like this also. And it is true, it is also pure. Especially love that comes without demand. If it comes without demand, it will not be so sticky. But some pain is there. Some pain comes and goes. What you should really drink in and take the lighting is that the real cannot die. What is true cannot come to an end. What is timeless uh, cannot be cut. Therefore, uh, how pressing it is to, to, to find the truth while we have the chance, and the waking state is the perfect vehicle the perfect mirror, that the timeless comes again to recognize itself, you see. Because the pain comes because we tie ourselves to that which we cannot keep. We cannot keep it, but enjoy and know the truth of it, know the truth of the thing you love, rather than the falseness, know the fact of it, uh, rather than the fiction of it. And so, when that uh, moment of apparent parting comes, you will not be afraid, because the truth you cannot lose. I want to tell you something I am just remembering now. It was a parable um, that happened, and I am remembering it now. I am surprised that I remember these things, because for so long I have not really read them or even thought about them. But there was a story in the Bible that uh, in the time when um, Jesus was in his in the heart of his own ministry, somehow he was rubbing a few people up the wrong way because he was challenging them to say, "You know, you are standing in a position of authority, proclaiming to be truthful, but your actions are betraying your your claim." You know, and so it seems like he was making enemies or something. And many times people come to test him and to do other things to him, but they could not succeed because it wasn't given to them 
to succeed. Then I'm remembering one time somebody came and tried to test him and said, a man married a woman and they are married together, but then mm, the husband died. After he died, his brother married the, his wife. And in the course of time, he also passed away. They were happily married. He also passed away. Then the youngest brother also married the same lady. I don't know if she was killing her husband or what, but mm-hmm. anyway, um, somehow the 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 another brother married this uh, uh, woman. Okay, so three times she's married. Then eventually, also she passed away, and that husband passed away. All passed away. Then the question was put to Jesus. At the, at the time of resurrection, whose wife will she be? <laughs> and uh, he said, You don't know what you're talking about, because these are earthly concerns. It is not that way. In the spirit, in the spirit is not this way. And also, God is a God of the living and not of the dead. The mind is working a certain way. We see it only according to our kind of human logic, logic and the standards that we feel. And it sounded like it was a it was a very clever one. In the same way, Sri Bhagwan was also pointing out, at different time in your life, you're looking also, look in the mirror. Five years old, you see a face. You have a sense of yourself. You feel very strongly. This is me. At ten, you're still looking in the mirror. The face is changing, your ideas about yourself is changing, but still you have a strong sense this is me, and it goes on twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty. Each time you're feeling, but this is it, this is me. This is who I am. So, which of these identities is truly you? <laughs> which was your most true you? The common thread beyond and behind each each facet, each glimpse, each portrait is the I am. It is the strength of the I am that is being perceived. But other things are added on to it, and these add-ons are taken to be me. But they are the what is come and go. They are not the constant, they are the variable. So we have to sieve out what is variable from what is constant. Stay as what is constant. The common thread is the I am. It is there throughout all the images, all the all the check-ins, but it's taken to be the me, which is the conditioning. But the conditionings cannot hold. It's like an ever-changing self-portrait. Which one is you? No portrait is you. Jai Mahadeva, Om Shri Ram, Jai Ram, Jai.
Sitaram, 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 Sitaram.